mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower, 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. We are back. Josh Goff, of course, with me from Legacy Automotive up in Boulder, Ridgeline Auto Brokers as well. And if you need a user, you know, a new used car, I keep saying this. I know I do this daily during the week. Just give them a call. Go to the website. If there's a car they don't have but something you've been thinking about buying, they're more than willing to help you with that process as well. Just be patient because everything doesn't happen overnight. But, again, just give Justin a call. He'd love to help you out and take care of you. JR in Denver, what's going on? Well, thank you, John. Thank you. you. Know, uh, I had two questions. One, why do cars have some have a tighter radius and a, and a wider radius? What, what what causes that? Is the manufacturer doing it that way? I'm not following the, you. The turning radius. Okay. Oh, turning radius. Why why do some have different turning radiuses? Yeah. Yeah. Depends on the suspension type. That's yeah. what it is. So take an F250 pickup truck long bed. It still has leaf springs in the front. It can't turn in because they have the leaf springs stationed far out on it so it doesn't roll. You can't physically turn the wheels as tight as a Dodge that has coil springs in front. And the Dodge will outturn a F-250 all day long. All day long. Well, and it'll outturn a Chevy because even with the independent suspension of a Chevy because of the control arms and on a three-quarter mm-hmm. ton, the beefiness of those control arms are such that, you know, same same example that Josh just gave, they just can't turn as tight and giving you less turning radius that way. And, and, and it really does affect a lot of different vehicles that way. Most, most, not all, but most straight axle vehicles, Ford Broncos, Jeep, not Broncos, sorry, Jeep Wranglers, uh, Ram pickups and so on, they will typically have a tighter turning radius, but a Ford still has a straight axle, but is the worst of the three large trucks because of what Josh said. Right. Well, tighter, okay, I think I'm talking maybe wider turning radius. I have a, a 88 Ram Charger, mm-hmm. and it makes a wider turning radius than my forerunner i have forerunner has an independent coil front suspension can turn tighter than what the old ram has okay but not wider than right correct it really doesn't have anything to do with the width of the front axle that might come into play a little bit depending upon how tight they can turn the wheels in other words sometimes they can set those wheels out further and then get the tires you know get the wheels to actually turn tighter but when they do that it really widens the vehicle so you typically won't see them do that to add turning radius they sort of build the vehicle width first suspension comes second mm-hmm. and depending upon what suspension they use has a lot to do with how tight that radius is and do they use bump stops too to stop that too they do they do And usually those are set, non-adjustable. The other thing that people do, not you, but just in general, what some people do is change the wheel offset on the vehicle, therefore either taking away turning radius, in some cases adding, but usually they're taking it away based upon what they've done with tire and wheel offset. (laughs) Okay. Making it worse. Mm -hmm. And I see this like on Jeeps and that, especially Jeeps, the rear uh, uh, shocks. 
they're upside down. Is there a, lot of, a lot of vehicles are that way. Um, there's a lot of trucks and vehicles manufactured over the years, and a, a shock is a sealed unit. doesn't matter whether it's right side up, upside down. I shouldn't. Let me rephrase that. Years ago, there was a difference in shock manufacturers, and there were a lot of shocks on the market that you could not put upside down. The industry has pretty much readapted to that. There's but a few brands of shocks that you can't run upside down. Most shocks today, you could run either direction. Okay, I, I, I just thought it was for style. Look, looks cooler. No, in some cases, it's how they've mounted it and what room uh, they have to actually put actually the, hit axle. the axle. Right. Okay, so there is a reason for there, it. Yeah, there's a reason for it. Exactly. Yes, definitely. Okay. Thanks a lot. Good questions, by the way, JR. Thank you, by the way. I, I appreciate that. Uh, Conrad, you're next. Go ahead, Conrad. Good morning and Merry Christmas, John. Hey, Merry Christmas you to you, Conrad. Thanks, man. You know, I talk with you off and on about that lack of power that my uh, 3500 has. Yep. That GMC 3500 and trying to talk about putting a blower or turbocharger on it. And uh, I've been telling my nephew, he runs a shop down in Burlington, and uh, you know they're Chevy guys. And we're thinking about just building a dark, big block engine, like a 572, something like that, and put the uh, Vortec equipment on that to solve this problem. And it's, uh, I, know, I know you say that you're throwing a lot of money down the drain doing projects like that, but the new pickups, you know, you can't get a like a 3500 GMC or... No, oh, it's hundred grand. Yeah, no, it's hundred grand. No, in in your case, Conrad, no, no, no. I, in your case, this is an exception. Uh, you you could put quite a bit of money into what you already own and, and you know add more power and so on. Now, I, I will, I will say and get Josh's opinion on this. And I can't remember what year is yours. I can't remember. Ninety nine. Okay, I, I would say on the ninety nine. It's you, really you, good shape. You too. do have both choices. You could do a complete new engine. Downside's going to be getting it programmed correctly for whatever upgrades you do. That's the one advantage the superchargers have is they've got that pretty well dialed in. They've got the right tune. It's an easy bolt-on end of things. Doesn't take, especially at our elevation, doesn't take away from the longevity of the engine. I, I personally, because the money's going to be basically the same, maybe even a little less for the supercharger over redoing the complete engine and getting it programmed correctly in the end, I, I'd be more apt to put a supercharger on it. Sounds well, like I wanted to do that, but we've had trouble trying to get the bracketry for it. It's, they don't make it anymore. You're almost, yeah, seconds. you're you're going to have to probably find a takeoff unit that somebody's got, which they're on eBay and such. You can find them, Conrad. They're out there. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll it, Really quick, Conrad, we'll even if you had to, even if you had to buy a used unit and replace the compressor, mm-hmm. if you bought it for the right money, still would be an option. Yeah. Yeah, but I, just, I don't want to have something that's going to blow up. I want it to be like it's going to last in a long time. The engine that's in there is not that old. We just put that in there about five years ago, and it doesn't have that many miles on it, maybe 10,000 or so. You know, so it's, it's a brand new brand new engine, practically. Is it a 6-liter, or, or is it a... 7.5. Oh, so it's a 454. Gotcha. Yep. So, so it's mm-hmm. 7.4 yep. is what it is, 7.4. Right, 7.4, excuse me. Yep. Um, and I just real yep. quick looked. I had one of those at one time and had a Whipple on it, and they... They're still, I mean, Procharger still makes a bolt-on kit for it, by the way. They do? Yeah. Okay, well, we'll do some more checking on that because, of the, you know. And, 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 really, and about- really quick, Conrad, there's a lot of folks out there that kind of give Procharger a kind of a, yeah, you know, kind of that look. They actually make uh-huh. a very good product. I used to put those on back in the day. You know, was it my favorite? Um, 
I, I always liked the, the compressor that you could put on top of the engine, but I will tell you, Procharger makes a really, really nice unit, and for that one, it looks factory when you're done. Uh, I, you know, I would look really hard at a Procharger for that. Okay, well, we'll do some more research. Also, though, we're thinking about changing that transmission to an Allison, too, because the, reason, the whole reason I'm wanting to do this, John, is because when I'm pulling that, that 26-foot trailer with the Torino in it, Right. Trying to come up here to Evergreen, it just pulls the guts out of it coming up Floyd Hill and all that. It just did. I can get all maybe four L eighty. There's nothing wrong with that transmission that's in it. Okay. You could buy an upgraded well, unit that. that's got a little more performance things in it, but there's nothing wrong with the four L eighties. Yeah, just get one built. Well, I like up. that that, to- that I toe do. button like they have on the Allisons, where you hit that button on the shifter and it, it sets it for towing. They, you know? they all you can buy an upgraded transmission that'll do exactly that for a lot less money than going to an Allison. Okay. All right. And well, that, again, and all of what we just talked about is complete bolt-on and doesn't really take a lot of ingenuity to make it work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll do some more research on it then. That'd be a nice unit if you did that, by the way. Both those upgrades yeah, would be nice. That, that thing would work yeah, well. I really want. I really need to do that, you know, especially, you know, have, like I said, when we're coming, bringing the car from Sterling up here it's, it, in the spring it just and climbing these mountains, it's, it's a real pull on it. No, I yeah no that's that that's quite a grade but no they still they still I'm looking at their I'm at their website right now uh, they still make a you know it's ninety six to two thousand seven four uh, you know unit to to fit that in fact they even go all the way back to the TBI units. Could you text me that information to my phone? You got to check that I will out. be happy to do that right now. I will do that in just a second. Yeah. Hey, God bless you guys. God bless you too, Conrad. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Don and Littleton, hang tight. We'll come back, give you plenty of times. We're up against a break here. Josh and myself, we'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Something really cool happened in 1975. And no, it wasn't the beginning of the disco era. Congress passed the Magnuson Moss Act. You don't have to take your vehicle back to your dealer to keep your vehicle manufacturer's warranty in effect. Our Napa Auto Care Center uses the proper replacement parts and procedures to keep that warranty valid. Visit our independently owned Napa Auto Care Center today. Find a store at NapaOnline.com. Napa know-how! You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. 
Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Drive Radio sponsor, Ridgeline Auto Brokers specializes in quality used cars that cost between fifteen dollars to $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. They pride themselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why at Ridgeline, they never charge a dealer fee. Plus, all vehicles are inspected by Legacy Automotive, a Colorado Select member and sponsor of Drive Radio. For a limited time, they are offering first-time customers the first oil change for only $1. Every car comes with a 30-day warranty, with the option to purchase a service contract. And at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, there are competitive financing options to fit your budget. If you cannot make it to the dealership in person, there are videos of all Ridgeline cars for sale on their website at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Call today at 303-442-4141 to schedule a test drive or visit RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a car. Attention Denver drivers, are you tired of the same old routine when it comes to car maintenance? Well, it's time to experience automotive excellence like never before at Toy Excess Denver. At Toy Excess Denver, we're your trusted partners in automotive care and specialize in Toyota, Lexus, and Honda, and Subaru vehicles with a commitment to quality and customer satisfaction. We've been serving the Denver community for years, providing top-notch service. But that's not all. Our experienced and friendly staff goes the extra mile to ensure your vehicle receives the care it deserves. From routine maintenance to major repairs, our certified technicians use state-of-the-art equipment and high-quality parts to keep your car running smoothly. Plus, at Toy Excess Denver, we believe in transparency and honesty. No hidden fees, no gimmicks, just straightforward and fair prices that put you in the driver's seat. So why settle for ordinary when you can experience extraordinary? Visit Toy Excess Denver today at ToyExcessDenver.com to learn more about our services and schedule your next service appointment. You can also call 303-722-0234. Toy Excess Denver, where automotive excellence meets customer satisfaction. Drive with confidence. Drive with Toy Excess Denver. And a great new sponsor of ours, Toy Access. You just heard them a moment ago. If you're in that central Denver area or really anywhere around and you've got a, a Toyota Lexus especially and you want somebody that's a specialized shop to work on that, they are there for you and they would love to help you out by all means. And, again, you can find them at drive-radio.com. Don and Littleton, go ahead, sir. Hi, John and Josh. Nice to talk with you guys. Nice to talk to you, Thanks, too. Thanks, Don. Hey, I had a few questions about that caller from South Carolina that, had his Hyundai engine yes. overheated. Mm-hmm. When that car overheated, what was the damage done to it? Was the head warped? Is that what went wrong? Usually on overheats, it can be that. It can be some ring damage, depending upon how hot it actually got. It could damage everything from guides to head warping, or you name it, Don. Go down the list. That's the problem when things overheat. And and it's a multi-layer head gasket, and it'll just burn the head gasket to pieces. So. When, and that's usually where you see it at first. You pull that head gasket off, and you can see how that coolant flowed right into the combustion chamber on it. And then oh. when you pull the head off, you'll flip it over and see kind of where it went after that. But it sounds like, you know, what really happened is that thermostat, or not the thermostat, but the, the cap failed. And that yeah, that's, started that's the right. whole thing. If that fellow had had a, if that Hyundai had had a temperature gauge in it, 
could he have anticipated that when he saw the needle beginning to climb high and, and you, stop? In you time? know what I found with modern cars and stamp steel head gaskets is they kind of get up to that operating temp and they kind of hang out there, and then the next boom. thing you know, boom, they are overheating like mad. It's a fact. That's and as, especially with that that cap being bad too, because it it probably is holding pressure, holding pressure, holding pressure in the radiator, and then it just starts releasing it, and then that just let that block come up right away, and then yep. it was just over before he probably even could have reacted to it. Uh, you mentioned, Josh, that there was pitting, perhaps pitting. Is that pitting in the surface of the top of the block where the head mounts to it? or It can be both, and that's what we've been seeing a lot with the aluminum blocks is we're seeing either as that coolant flows through, it, it's like you know how the Grand Canyon was made by the Colorado. As it goes through, it goes and puts valleys and pits in that actual block surface on the aluminums. I didn't see it as much on cast blocks back in the day, but now when we have aluminum on aluminum, we're starting to see a lot of, you know, erosion and kind of like a canyon cut into the actual block surface. That's, that's interesting. Would you say that all late model engines, if they overheat, will this happen to them? That's what we're starting to see. It, more and more, when we get one that's overheating, we're reluctant to, you know, want to go in and, and just do a head gasket like we used to do. If it has an aluminum bottom end and, of course, going to have aluminum head on it, we're very reluctant to want to go down that road because we're already several hours into this job to get that head off, and they're, you know, they're getting harder and harder to get off because they have multi-air systems and all VVTI and all these systems on it. So you know, your, your hours are you know, tons of hours into it, and then when you get it apart to find that it's motor time. You know? So it just seems like for a better repair in the long run, put a new motor in it. And yeah. then you're good to go for, you know, Yeah, and a I just had time. a texter say, you know, the other option is go find a good used motor and do that. Here's the problem with that. Very, very, very few shops will install a used engine. I mean, if you find one, good luck, because I don't have a single client that I would even allow to put a used engine in a car. Right. Too much labor, John? Too much risk, too much labor. If that engine doesn't work properly, the shop is now going to be at fault because no matter how much you state to the customer on the front side, it's their responsibility. It's still yours. You own it. Mm-hmm. Sure. You'll never get rid of that car is why most places will never put a used engine in. And Hyundai's huh. been having a lot of engine trouble as it is, so it's r- almost impossible to even find a used motor for a Hyundai. Amazing. Well, what can a guy do to prevent that from happening in his car, would you say uh, radiator cap changes and fluid changes, uh, coolant changes? Yeah, that, yeah, that and, was a 2014, if I believe, and you know, even in 2019 to 2020, so it's even a little overdue. In 2020, for sure, that should have had a full-service coolant flush done, and at that point, um, yeah, I mean, if the cap checks bad or even looks a little bit like it's bad, and that's part of a coolant flush would be to check that, yeah, put a cap on it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just amazed at how, how sensitive engines are now to overheating mm-hmm. and that's i mean to me it's because they of, run hot to begin with yeah and it's part of cafe you know they're they're trying to you know make these engines as light as we can to get better fuel economy that's why we have thin oils and all this stuff so they can't take as much punishment as an old cast iron motor used to take correct yeah well that's an eye-opener i'll tell you what uh, something to think about Merry Christmas, John and Josh. Hey, Don, Merry Christmas to you. Thank you very much for that. We appreciate it greatly. Jerry and Greeley, you are next. Merry Christmas, Jerry. You too. A relative of mine just bought a uh, 09 Acura MDX, and it just occurred to me uh, 
that might have been one with the uh, with Takata airbags that were blowing up. How would a person find out about that? Would you have to check with the dealer to see if that recall had been? You can, or you can go to the uh, NHTSA's website, put your VIN code in, and it will tell you also. And owning a few Hondas, I'll tell you, if, as soon as he registers that car, Honda is going to send him a bunch of love letters. Because if it hasn't okay. been done, they will they keep want sending you letters until you do it. So, yeah, the easiest way is like what John said, but... Pretty soon, if it hasn't been done, he'll get a letter. You'll know. Oh, okay. Well, that's great. And, and, and you know what, Jerry? Really quick, great question for everybody listening. There's always misconception here. There is only one entity that can properly, effectively, and correctly do the recall on that car, and that is the dealer that is in charge of that particular brand. So, for example, a GMC dealer cannot do an airbag recall on a Chevrolet, even though they're the same product. A Chevrolet dealer cannot do a recall on a GMC. And you get where I'm going with that. So, in this case, even though Acura is Honda, actually, these will come from Acura, Mm -hmm. not to not to tell Josh he's wrong, but I know what he meant by this. But my point is, Honda can't do the recall for Acura. Acura can't do recalls for Honda. It's very, very manufacturer-specific. And a lot of folks think, that well, I'll just have so-and-so do the recall. You know, Jerry, but I want to make sure everybody else listening understands. It has to be done by that car's manufacturer only. Okay. Well, great. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. Jerry, thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, I just want to make sure, because there's a lot of misconceptions on recalls thinking, I'll just have Legacy do it. Um, No, as much as Josh would love to help you, he does not have that ability. Now, he could go get all the parts and do it and so on, but it's never going to show that it's properly been fixed unless the dealer does it and registers that that's been done, correct? Yes, and I've had that with my Jeep. I did one of the recalls on it because it was a software update and I wanted the software because I couldn't get in the dealership but I had to have them basically go through and prove I did it so it shows in the recall registry. That it's been done. There's a great example. Aaron and Golden, you're next. Uh, Yeah, hey, uh, I just sent you the picture of that nylon fuel line on the 83 Ford. You did. Good job. (laughs) So, yeah, I asked you about it a while back and I thought I changed the mechanical fuel pump and it still wouldn't prime up so I put some uh, air on the fuel tank, and gas started coming out underneath the truck. You found it. Good job. And uh, so where can I get uh, some replacement nylon fuel line? It's on a Ford, which has the special ends on it. They make Napa yep. makes a kit where you can make the lines for it and put the ends on it. That's what you're going to have to do. Yeah, that's what we have okay. to do that with. And sometimes, uh, yeah, because I was able to cut the the ends off. The ends are just barbed, so I was able to cut. Yeah, they all, old, you'll you'll, ha- you'll buy a kit, and it'll all come with it. And you okay. want to put new ends on? Don't reuse the old ends, Aaron. Sure. Any any? Uh, I mean, is that uh, if I walk in and ask for it? Is it? Oh, they'll, they'll know. No, they'll know. They'll know. And sometimes okay. they build little kits too, where you don't have to buy the whole thing. They'll have like little fuel lines. You might want to bring your old one in. I would, I would take it all in, and if you can take the ends in. And see if you can yeah. match it up. Because one and, of those is a, is a 90, isn't it? Is it not? Both straight. They're both straight. I'm sorry, I had to go back. To, I can't see the other end. So with the one end is straight. Are they both straight, or do you have a 90 on one end? Aaron, you there? We lose you? Yeah. Oh, there you are. Does it have a 90 on it, or is it both straight ends? Yeah. 
They're both straight. Okay. Yeah, easy enough. Just You might even just take the, the, the sample of the one end that you've got and say, this is how much length I need, and they could build it off of that for right. you. Okay. Easy enough. All right, I mean, I'm fine with buying a kit because I, you know. Sure. Or a bunch of different selection. Sure. Yeah, no, I know it's a good. Like well, every shop has well, it. Any, sh- any shop yeah. that works on Fords has that. Right. <laughs> um, so, uh, so I'll have to get into town and, and get that. Um, on uh, We picked up uh, from Justin a few, mo- <clears throat> a few months ago a uh, 14 Buick Encore. Nice. <clears throat> and the... Uh, the backup camera is kind of fuzzy, <clears throat> so I'm wondering is is the I'm guessing the the glass cover on the on the camera itself is probably just probably discolored. Yeah, yeah. You probably yeah. just put a camera on it would be what I'd do. Is that <clears throat> those readily available and how in depth? How far do you have to pull panels apart to? switch one out it's in the gate right it's in the gate so you usually gotta pull it's it. in the gate yeah. well, you yeah. could try here's a little, a little food for thought aaron you could give this a whirl yeah. get some plastic polish mm-hmm. for like sunglasses or things like that and try a little plastic polish on it and see if you can't clear it up with that first before you do anything else okay sure because it's not glass it's plastic mm-hmm. right yep and just try that yeah, see I if figured. it'll cl- see if it'll clear up and you know, okay. if you don't have any of that, if you got fine toothpaste, toothpaste. around the house, use yeah. that with baking soda. Yeah. Okay. Baking okay. Soda. Give it a whirl. Not going to hurt anything. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Thanks. And if that works, let us know, and then we'll pass that on to some other folks that are listening as well. Dave and Centennial, Michael, you guys hang tight. We got some uh, a break coming up. I got a line open, by the way, three zero three four seven seven five six zero zero. The text line, which a lot of you have been using, which I appreciate, three zero seven. 282222. We'll be right back. KLZ 560. If you're in the market for a new pair of glasses, now's the time to check your flex spending account or your health savings account and head over to Stack Optical. At Stack Optical, you'll have your new glasses in just three to four days. Stack Optical is celebrating over 50 years of quality eye care here in Denver. So for all your optical needs, eyeglasses, contacts, eye exam, prescription sunglasses, eyeglass repairs, Go to Stack Optical. Call them today, 303-321-1578. That's 303-321-1578, and tell them Scott sent you. And remember, at Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Never know how. The friendly folks at your local Napa Auto Care Center appreciate their customers, and they like to show it. Stop by your Napa Auto Care Center today and ask for your customer loyalty card. It has a valuable offer you can use again and again. It's their way of thanking you again and again for your business and loyalty. Find your nearest store at NapaOnline.com. Napa Know How! Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Want to downsize but can't qualify with a current mortgage and a new one? Been told you have to sell your house for the down payment? That debt ratio is too high? We can help. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. 
Use your equity for the down payment and debts, qualify only on the new mortgage payment, and have no more contingency offers. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. Our experience can save you money. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. Are you ready to revolutionize your ride? Look no further than Legacy Automotive Boulder, your one-stop destination for all your automotive needs. We're here to take your driving experience to the next level, whether you're an eco-warrior or a diesel enthusiast. We know you love the power and endurance of your diesel engine. At Legacy Automotive Boulder, we speak diesel fluently. Our skilled mechanics have years of experience in diesel service, repairs, and maintenance. From routine checkups to major overhauls, we've got you covered. We'll keep your diesel engine roaring with efficiency and provide you with the exceptional service you deserve. But that's not all. Legacy Automotive Boulder offers a range of services for all types of vehicles. From oil changes to brake repairs, tire rotations to transmission maintenance, we're here to ensure your ride performs at its peak. Our state-of-the-art facility is equipped with the latest diagnostic tools so you can trust our experts to accurately diagnose and fix any issue. And did we mention our commitment to satisfaction? At Legacy Automotive Boulder, we pride ourselves on delivering a five-star experience. From the moment you step through our doors, our friendly staff will greet you with a smile and provide personalized attention. We believe in transparency and integrity so you'll always know what services you need and why. Your satisfaction is our driving force. So why wait? Experience the Legacy Automotive difference today. Just go to LegacyAutoBoulder.com to book an appointment. Whether you're an EV enthusiast, a hybrid aficionado, or a diesel devotee, we're here to keep you on the road with confidence. Legacy Automotive Boulder, where expertise meets excellence. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. Are you looking for a health care provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado-raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. 
As I said earlier, lots of different sponsors, including a doctor, which you just heard from Dr. Scott, who, by the way, great friend of mine. Love him dearly. And if you need any kind of medical care whatsoever, looking for a great doctor that really thinks the way we do, he is your guy, Dr. Scott. And I mean that sincerely. Dave and Centennial, you're next. John, got a couple of questions yes. for you. I'm I'm looking for, and I found one. A um, looking for the VW Westphalia camper van types. Oh, yeah, um, I found one in a consignment place out in Elizabeth called H1. Went over and looked at it, and um, but one of the questions I asked him is, has it had an emissions test? And he said no. We, you know, they would be looking at me to go ahead and have that done after I buy it and then bring it back if it doesn't pass. This is a 1985 uh, van with about 156,000 miles on it. And the guy's saying that normally he doesn't have any problems with any of these passing emissions. What's your opinion on that process? Does he not, I think as a dealer, he it has to pass, Josh, you would know this better than me. Being a dealer in Colorado doesn't have to pass no matter what. It has to pass no matter Even what. Even if he's out of the emissions area, right, correct? Right, but he'll probably give you a voucher, and the, you usually have to turn the voucher. I wish Justin was here. He knows it better, but within like four days, and if you don't get it done by then, then he gets to He gets a pass, basically. Yeah, so if, if I was going to buy it, I would... I would make them go get a test. I would make them go get a test, yeah. I that's mean, that's what, what I would do. All our cars are tested, so yeah. then we just know. You want to sell the car to me? Go get a test. Yeah, trust me, doesn't work there. So I thought that was rather odd because I don't know these people from Adam, and um, I'm just going off of this guy. I put it there. I went on uh, Facebook Marketplace, and that's where he had it uh, advertised. It, and now is it, by the way, is it their car or is it a consignment car? It's a consignment car. I see. The way the guy on Facebook put it, he has it the kind you know at this uh, facility as a consignment. I see. And that's so, gray on the day. Yeah, side too. because I mean, then, even our consignment cars, I go, I run them through emissions because technically I don't want the you're headache. handling the paperwork, so they've right. got to still pass by the dealer that's actually issuing you all the paperwork and so on, and that's in a way sort of. I, that's a that's a gray area because what's going to happen is the guy selling it's going to go back to the owner to make sure that it now passes and on and on we go right. and what a can of worms that'll be if it doesn't. Well, yeah, and I w- my feeling yeah my feelings are the owner should when he put it at the consignment shop he should have already had that done so you can get a clean bill of health. At least uh, I that, can't so. disagree with that. Now what you could also do this would be a suggestion given that you're going to get a pre purchase on it. As well, which I would run over to Geno's because Steve at Geno's is pretty pretty good expert when it comes to those particular products. I would have a I would have one done over there, and I know mm-hmm. it's a drive. At the same time, right? And at, I know it's twenty five dollar risk, but twenty five is better than having a big problem on your hands. Go run it through and see if it passes. Yeah, if it I, does, have them take twenty five bucks off the price. Yeah, this is my first venture down the road of. Uh, uh, looking at these, I've been I mean, looking this is at a them different, online and everything. This is so. a different vehicle than what you're normally going, you know, what you're normally going to buy. So you may have to do a little legwork if you're going to want a good one. Definitely, definitely. Well, you you know, having them having it done before you buy it is the only way you're going to do it. Correct. So, another question: um, Do you Geno's you'd recommend for VW uh, verification or service or that type of thing? He knows Volkswagens about as well as anybody on that end of town does. He's an old VW okay. guy to boot. He's, Steve's probably listened to me laughing, but yes, he is. 
another question. I own a 2019 Camry SE, and unfortunately, for the past 60,000 miles, I've been going on the uh, assumption that just changing it every 10,000 miles uh, was sufficient. But after listening to your um, reiterations about going in and doing it every 5,000 and getting the detergent and cleaning of it done, I just had it changed at 60. I've got 62,000 on it right now. If I waited to do it at the 65 mark just to get it all done, get the cleaning, get the um, what you're recommending done, is that sufficient or should I go out and get it done even at 62 after having it just changed at 60? Since you're only at 62, I would wait to 65, but definitely get the EPR done and a good synthetic and a good filter at 65. And the, the, the place that's closest, I live out south near South Glen Shopping Center in that area. Is your Parker facility the closest to do that work, or who would you or recommend? Geno's. Geno's. Geno's isn't that far from me. I'd probably run it over to Geno's. Okay, super. Thanks a lot, guys. You're very welcome. Christmas. You bet, Dave. Thank you very much. I appreciate that very much. Uh, Michael has some questions for us. Michael, go ahead. How you doing today, guys? Good, Michael. Uh, I got three questions. One's really easy, and it's kind of dumb on my part. But does a diesel truck have a? Do they use a catalytic converter? They use yes. what we call a DPF. It's like a cat. It's a diesel particulate filter, and some of them will have even. I don't know, Josh. You could explain it as well as I. But it'll have like a cat. I mean, it, it's a cat. So yeah. yeah, they have they have a cat. They have a diesel particulate filter, and then all the new ones have urea injection or DEF, diesel exhaust right. fluid. Yeah. So yeah, I've got DEF. Yeah, so if you have DEF, you also have a cat in there. But what's happened with most of the new trucks is it's all one giant unit. It's, you know, about six feet long, and they put all those together. <laughs> I mean, I've got my arms spread away now. <laughs> that's exactly what it looks like. Because, you know, this afternoon I'm going to put one of those on Justin's truck because it went bad. But, uh, you know, that's that's what happens is that they have all that in one big unit. So it usually has what I call the swirler. So it takes the diesel exhaust fluid and it swirls around and lets the urea basically take out the nitrogen in the exhaust or actually make it, how do I want to say it? It takes it from being oxides of nitrogen to nitrogen, which because okay. oxides of nitrogen we don't want. Nitrogen we're it's fine, fine with. Yeah. And so that's why they do the urea. Then they do the cat, which also – Takes out hydrocarbons and CO and, and large does all particulates and large and then tries the, to burn them up. Yeah, and then the particulate trap is after that, and that's where they anything left over. It, yeah, it filters collects. it all out because and then they burn that off and they burn it all <laughs> off because if you ever look at a new truck and you put your finger in the exhaust and it's sooty, so that's black and gooey, you have a cracked particulate filter. If it's ashy, oh, okay. then your particulate oh. filter is working. So that's an easy okay. way if you, if you ever think you have yep. an issue with a modern truck with a diesel particulate filter, just take your finger and run it through the tip of the exhaust when it's cold, not when it's hot, because these things are extremely hot. hot. That's why they have a vented tip. Exactly. So yeah. not be so hot. The rocket cone, as I call that's it, right. on yeah. it. And then, just to draw that through and cool it. And if it's sooty, so black and kind of oily, you have an issue with the particulate filter. If it's ashy, it's working. The other thing, that, the other thing too, that's pretty telltale, Michael, is in a lot of cases you'll shut a diesel off especially if you've been on a highway running and you'll know it's in regen by the smell when mm -hmm. you come back in because it'll smell like the truck's going to burn to the ground because it's super hot and that exhaust at that point is super hot causing the ash that josh is talking about that's another way you know everything is working properly 
and and they have like three smells now. We have when the diesel exhaust fluid's going through there, they have a certain smell. When the particulate filter's gone off, they have a smell. And then yep. when they're just running with none of that really working, it has a smell. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, I was just wondering if uh, it's something I need to worry about somebody stealing. Uh, they they can be stolen. Yes. Luckily, they're so heavy and so big. I don't most think guys they're aren't. Getting stole- you know, they're not going to grow in the trunk of a car, so most guys aren't stealing them. Although. Uh, they do. I have seen them stolen, Michael. It's not as common as you know a cat. You know, is a car parked out at the at the airport and they're stealing the cats off. It's not that common, but can they be stolen? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what I was worried about, and that's why I was asking. Yep, they can be. Now, most trucks also reason why they don't get stolen as much have skid plates and other things underneath. It's back to that deterrent that Josh talked about earlier, where if they look underneath there and it's going to be more than just a few seconds to cut it off and leave, they they likely will just leave it that way. And and of course, the diesel is bigger and smellier, and the pipe is bigger, and there's more cutting. And uh, you know, not saying that they, that you know they won't do it, but it's more challenging, so it's not as big as a concern as it is on a gas engine car. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're probably not going to do it. Yeah, I can understand that. Makes sense? It does make sense. Okay. Good questions, by the way. Uh, uh, can I ask you another question? Yes, go right Volkswagen. ahead. Volkswagen antifreeze. Uh, my wife got a, a 2017, we bought it used, a Volkswagen Passat. And I got a I got an indicator that my, uh, my coolant was a little bit low. So I looked, and yeah, it was just below the line of the minimum. Mm-hmm. So I started looking on the antifreeze, and it... Uh, pink antifreeze, and it starts telling me in the book that I have to use a certain kind of antifreeze, and that's all there is to it. Correct. Yep. Volkswagen. That is that, correct. That's it. Okay, and that's true with every manufacturer. For everybody else listening, it's true with all in today's world, all manufacturers are that way. Now, some cross over, but some are also unique to themselves. Okay, so I need to go buy some Volkswagen antifreeze correct. and not just go to a... Okay. And that's all. First-hand all knowledge... Use the Volkswagen antifreeze because it'll cost you a lot less than what's going to happen if you use the wrong antifreeze in that car. Correct. Okay. Yep. All righty, sir. You've okay. answered my question, then. You're Thank very you welcome. Very I appreciate it. And I think the Volkswagen takes an OET, we call it. It does. And there's on the cap, it'll say, I think we're at G5 or above on I, it. So they, you know they keep changing every other year on this. And it says right there. Just look. Big sticker on it. it yeah, it tells one? you. All right, we'll take our last break. Felipe and Steve, guys, hang tight. We'll come right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Napa Know How. Okay, your week is crazy. Your local Napa Auto Care Center understands. That's why we're open Saturdays for your convenience. Get that oil change you've been putting off way too long. Be done with those squeaky brakes that are on your last nerve. We get it. Our Napa Auto Care Center is open Saturday. When you maybe don't have soccer, dance class, a late meeting at work, you name it. Call for a Saturday appointment now. Find your store at NapaOnline.com. Napa Know How! You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720 
Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to chance. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. Did you know that chip can be fixed? But who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972, and it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology, backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company. While other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all, you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Picture this. You're cruising down the open road, the wind in your hair, and the sun in your face. Now, Imagine doing it in a car that looks as good as the day you drove it off the lot. That's where Protec Auto Shield and Nano Coatings comes in. Protec, the name you can trust for top-tier automotive protection. Your car isn't just a set of wheels, it's an investment. And we're here to make sure it stays pristine. Step inside our cutting-edge facility, where we craft the latest in automotive protection. Our advanced paint protection films act like an invisible force field. Shielding your car from road debris, rock chips, and whatever Mother Nature throws your way. And for that showroom shine that lasts, our premium ceramic coatings offer unbeatable protection against dirt, water, and those harsh UV rays. But Protec isn't just about the exterior. We care about every detail, inside and out. Our interior protection products ensure spills, stains, and wear and tear are a thing of the past. Worried about making the right choice? Our expert team is here to guide you, ensuring your car gets the treatment it deserves. Elevate your driving experience with ProTech Auto Shield and Nano Coatings, because your car deserves the best. Visit ProTechAutoShield.com today or call 303-423-2841 and shield your investment with confidence. Drive on. Protected with ProTech Auto Shield. And you just heard from another great new sponsor of ours, ProTech Auto Shield. They do everything from paint protection, paint correction, interior detailing, you name it, wrapping, you name it. They can do it all. In fact, if you want to do some advertisement and do some wrapping that way, they can cover all of that for you as well and really enjoy those guys. They're just super, super great people. So, again, everybody we have is. I, I cannot talk highly enough about the people that we partner up with and they're just great find them all at drive-radio.com steve in colorado springs you're next good afternoon gentlemen how are you good afternoon hey. steve what a superb bluebird saturday yeah beautiful tops yes down, tops down harley's out anyway um driving around i was listening to a little bit and explaining to my daughter and her mom 
some of the important stuff you discussed, and this goes back to last week, but the latest in the relentless Takata airbag recall is the steering wheel airbag with the problem being the clock spring doesn't function properly, so it sends fast-moving shrapnel in your forehead. Um, I haven't even been notified about that. Are you aware of that one, and have they developed a fix? I'm thinking since I haven't been notified, they haven't developed a fix. Not that I know of. Uh, this is not a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, have, I haven't seen that one, but I know with my Hondas, I mean, they've been in, it seems like, for the same airbag two or three times on them. Well, the last one we had to do on the cars was the pressure sensor in the passenger seat. Yeah. But I haven't heard or read anything on this uh, clock spring operation, but apparently it affects just about everything with a steering wheel airbag. Mm-hmm. And you think you want to come up with a fix on that instead of keeping all the personal injury attorneys overflowing. Right. Yeah, that this is this one I've not read anything or heard anything about, so this is a new one on me. I've not heard about it. Yeah, it was new to me. And then you probably saw also, and you might have discussed it while we're eating, but that two million recall of pretty much every Tesla. Oh, yeah, I did see that one. Yeah, their their autopilot end of things, yes. Yes, and I try to explain to my daughter, autopilot is not what it says. No. It's driver assist. <laughs> That's right. It reminds me, remember the old Darwin Awards that came out a long time ago? But actual case, a gallon or 50s buys a Winnebago, puts that sucker on cruise control, and hops it back to make a ham sandwich. It did not end well. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, th- thanks so much. You guys no, Steve, thank here. you. Thanks for listening and, and letting your family in as well. We appreciate that very much. Felipe, what's going on? Uh, was that me? Yes, go ahead, Felipe. Oh, hi, John. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm doing good. How are you, John? I'm great. Great. Hey, I, I, I want to tell you what happened to my boat. Let's hear it. I had about 20 miles left on it, and I had it on the high-speed charger at the dealer. Okay. And it, it only gave me one more mile. So I thought I could make it home on the, the miles I had left. But when I got halfway up the hill, the car started bucking. Yeah. For, Real severe, and I thought I was hurt in the drivetrain. So I shut it down, turned it off, waited a minute or so, turned it back on, and when I tried to coast down the hill to reach him, the computer told me it was going in low power mode and it wouldn't really let me go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, because it has to have a certain amount to even reach in. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, so I... I had a coast to car in neutral down the Golan because it's all the way downhill. And I had to have it towed from Golden to the dealer. To get it charged? And the, dealers, the dealer told me that their high-speed charger had a connector problem. And yeah. that's why it wasn't charged. That would make sense. Car. Yeah, that makes sense. So, but I was surprised at the bucking that it did. Yeah. No, that, again, when it's when it's getting that low, uh, and as you know, you had plenty of warning because it'll tell you. Yeah, so that's that's my experience on the whole. Well, I appreciate that, and everything's good now? Well, it seems like it. Uh, okay. I'm driving. I haven't had any trouble. Nice. Since. Good deal. 
Felipe, I appreciate it. I'm going to squeeze a couple more calls in. Thanks for the update on that. Merry Christmas to you. Michael in Windsor, you're next. Hi. Uh, yeah. Hello, guys. Uh, I want to say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas Merry to you. Christmas. And thank you guys very much. You know, you do a great service by well, answering some of our questions. Well, thank you, you Michael. Know, we appreciate it. For yourself or so. Anyway, I got this 2001 Chevy Blazer, and I've had it for quite a few years. Okay. Got about a hundred thousand miles on it. It just started knocking when I started in the morning. Okay, and and when it warms up, it quits. But it's really a loud, obnoxious kind of knock towards the front of the engine. After it warms up, it completely goes away. I ran the codes on the car. And it says that the cam position sensor needs to be replaced. But to me, that that doesn't sound like uh, that could be the cause of this knocking. Maybe maybe it could be if it did it all the time, but not just when it's cold. No, that could Uh, be a phaser. That would would actually make total sense. It it would make total sense. Yes. Okay, so... I guess I'll start working on that. Yeah, well, you probably just put a put a chain and put a phaser chain. and everything in all the same yeah. time. Do it all at once. Tensioners, the whole bit. Put a what in it? Put the tensioner, the phasers, all of it in. Really? Okay. Yeah, see, I didn't know that. It just, the cam position sensor goes on the distributor. Correct. And, and the way that shows it on uh uh, YouTube, anyways, you just got to pull the top of the distributor up and plug in this module, and that's basically it. But it's probably coding for the cam position sensor because the chain has got so much slack, and that's where you're getting all that. Oh, the noise geez. from the front. So if there's like noise in the back, I would think you had a, a flex plate that was cracked because usually they clatter, and then as they warm up, they expand, it goes away. But if you have noise in the front, that chain's probably worn out or the cam gears are worn out right even though the distributor is at the back it still sees that camshaft going back and forth it right. wants to see like a an even right flow and it's no not fluctuation no fluctuation yet okay yeah i didn't i didn't okay. understand it didn't make sense how just that little module could be doing yeah it's and, not right so and it was okay. really common for those things for the distributor gear to go bad too and that will make you get the same a lot, but the noise would be in the back by, the, the, by the actual distributor. Right, right. But you'll get the same thing because yep. that gear will wear out, and then you'll start coding for a cam sensor because that gear is actually worn out on the bottom of the distributor. Michael, I'll let you go with that. I appreciate it. We'll squeeze one more in. Buck, you're our last call of the year, by the way. We're going to be back, of course, in 2024, but our last live show of 2023. Buck, welcome. Yes, uh want to wish you guys Merry Christmas. Thank and you, Buck. Prosperous New Year. Glad you're going to be around for next year. We will. And I hope I'm around to listen we to you. We do, too. For, we do, you too. You've been on for 20, 25 years. I think I've listened to you for at least 20 of it. Well, thank you. On three different stations, I think. Two. Yep, two stations. So, uh, again, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas Merry to Christmas. you, Buck. I'll leave it at that. Merry Christmas to all of you if you're listening to this as a replay 
Uh, also, I don't know where they're going to. I think this might be right before Christmas or right after. Either way, Merry Christmas to all of you. Happy New Year. Josh, especially. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Same to you. Thank you for you having us. And you guys can find all of our sponsors, including Josh at Ridgeline Auto Brokers and Legacy Automotive up in Boulder. Just go to drive-radio.com. It's been a great year, guys. We'll be back next. Never fear. Uh, we're not going anywhere. We'll be back in 2024. But have a great holiday season. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com, email your questions and comments, download previous programs, and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.